Have you ever wondered if you're living your purpose in life? Making an impact with actions? Or even living at your full potential? No matter if you're a 9 to 5 employee or entrepreneur, it's time to acknowledge your ideas, create a strategy, and implement with action. My name is Andy, and welcome to Approved AF Podcast. Now I got black cards, good credit and such, paid grown up. Welcome back to a new episode of Approved AF Podcast. I am your host, Jess X Andy, and today's topic will be about auto loans. Yes, whether you want a new auto loan, whether you want a lease auto loan, whether you want a used auto loan, however you want it, today is the day to learn about it. Let's get started by talking about credit scores. Y'all know how I am behind credit scores. Look, let's just be frank. If you have a credit score that's at least a 620 or below, you may want to go ahead and look and see if you can get your co-signer or at least a down payment. Now, I don't want you to stick by that, but I want you to already have your mindset ready that, hey, a 620 might ask for a $500 down payment, okay? It really depends on what type of car that you want and when do you want the car. The next thing I want you to look at when it comes to credit scores if you have roundabout a 670 to a 700 RS is your your APR or your interest rate at that time will be right about a good 7% to like 5%. But if you're right at about a 725 or up, trust me, you can get an interest rate at least a minimum of a 1% down. You heard me, a 725 and up can have a 1% interest rate on your car loan. The next thing I want to talk about is, let's think about before you just go get this dream car. What do you need to do? You need to do your research. Mentally, physically, and everything in between, okay? You need to know exactly how financial ready you are. We always want that shiny car, but you know, we really don't know how much it costs. So you really need to know, are you financially ready for a new car loan? So when I say that, I mean like the monthly payment, like, come on guys, think about it. New car, new bill. (laughs) So the next thing you need to pay attention to is, Are you credit ready? This basically means, do you have your credit? This basically means, have you checked your credit? I'm not saying check your credit on Credit Karma, looking at Experian only. I'm talking about looking at all three of your credit profiles. You want to know if you have some collections that could stop you, maybe some medical bills that can stop you, you know, some type of loan that could stop you from getting the car that you want. Make sure you know your credit profile line by line so you can get exactly what you want. The next thing you need to pay attention to is if what terms do you want to pay your loan back? Like, do you want this to be a long-term or a short-term payment? Do you want to pay more a month so you can have a, a shorter term? 
Or do you just want to get a longer term so you can make more payments so you won't have a car loan for a long time? Your next step is but understanding if you need a co-signer. Now, I hate it that everybody feel like, oh, I have right at a 650, I'm going to always need a co-signer. You don't have to have one. You want to pay attention uh, to when you really need a cosigner. And that's usually because of the amount of the car. The lender is asking you to have a cosigner because you may default on the car. Uh, It could be that your credit not good enough because your payment history not together. Or uh, again, with your credit profile, the length of credit is not long enough for you to get the type of car you want. So they will ask for a cosigner who is basically saying if this primary person does not pay for the loan i vow to go ahead and pay for the loan for them again you don't always need a co-signer the next thing we want to talk about is again research 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 do you want the vehicle do you need the vehicle you know, just because you got the credit score don't mean that you have to get a vehicle. Just because you got your check, a, a stimulus check, or you got your refund check, does not mean that you need a new vehicle. Please, please, please do your research when you're ready. Because if you do it when you want the vehicle, you find yourself going out and getting a vehicle that probably is not in your price range probably cost too much when it comes down to interest rate and nine times out of ten is is payment heavy and then you really upset because you like man i gotta pay all this money but you got what you wanted the other part of it is when you need a car you rush into the loan and not pay attention to the red flags so again do your research if you want the vehicle or if you need the vehicle before you just go out and do something crazy, okay? The next part is before you actually buy as well, you need to know what make and model of car you have. I'm telling you right now, manifest your dream car in your head that you know that you can afford right now. Not the dream car once you become a millionaire, okay? I'm talking about the dream car that you want right now when it's time to get your next vehicle believe it or not you will start seeing that vehicle everywhere you'll see it in your sleep you'll see it when you walk out your front door and you see a car pass by you may see it on the freeway hey your best friend might have the car we don't know but at the same time when you start knowing what type of make and model of car you uh want you see yourself you see the car right in front of you not only that You should also, once you verify which make a model you want, go test drive it. You want it? You know that's your car? Go test drive it. Believe it or not, I knew I wanted a G-Wagon truck. If you know me, y'all know I love foreign. And the G-Wagon was, it just fits me perfect. It's just approved AF, okay? (laughs) But... I mean, I got into the G-Wagon. I'm like, okay, I got my peanut butter seats. Y'all know the brown seats. I got the white uh, <laughs> the white on the outside. They was trying to give me all kind of wheels and tires. And it was the AMG. Like, I was ready, y'all. When I started the car up, it sounded good. I was like, yes, it was new. I was like, oh, yes, this is it. I started driving the car, y'all. 
I felt every bump in the road. It felt like I was so tight in the car. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a little person. But I like big things. Inside of a G-Wagon, it's not big at all. It ain't as cute. I mean, it's cute, but it's not for me. I mean, right now, I got two kids, a dog, a boyfriend, and his nephew. Well, you can't fit in a G-Wagon. So, <laughs> but I was okay with understanding that this was the making model of what I want. But will this actually fit me and my family? No. So that test drive wasn't, you know, it wasn't so good for me. So I had to think of something else. The next thing you want to pay attention to is the color of the car you want. Why is that important? Insurance. <laughs> you know if you get a hot red car or a green car or something like that any type of popular car red um what is it red blue green whatever color is exclusive it's known as a high risk car guess what it goes against your insurance all right the uh, main colors that you usually want to get a car in is honestly white and black i know that sound crazy do your research your girl know what she's talking about the next thing you need to know is if this vehicle is gonna be your primary vehicle or your secondary vehicle guys i had two vehicles at one time i had a bmw x5 and then i also had a a nissan Altima that was paid off in full well my x5 itself was of course a sports truck and my paid off vehicle was a sports car but believe it or not because i had one vehicle that was paid off and another vehicle that i was financing my my note wasn't even just that it wasn't high at all the truck by itself i want to say was like 515 the max of 520 um that's really good <laughs> but at the same time my insurance wasn't high at all but when i lost my truck during harvey i went down to uh my nissan ultimate that was paid off so i was so happy like oh, okay you know i don't have a car no my insurance gonna go down well guess what i had a wreck <laughs> this vehicle i went from now having a primary vehicle to a secondary vehicle getting those benefits when it came down to my insurance to now a brand new car that became my primary vehicle and guess what my insurance skyrocketed up Okay, and when I say it went up, it went up $200. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> but again, you want to know if this vehicle is going to be primary or secondary because a primary vehicle means that you're going to drive it a lot. A secondary vehicle is basically a car that you usually more like a luxury car. You might drive it with the family here and there, or you might not drive it at all. You know, it's just one of those cars that you leave in the garage. If you want to drive it, you can. If you don't have to, you won't. Okay um pay attention to the cost of the vehicle as well whether it's used whether it's new um how many miles they actually go on it what's the actual cost because sometimes getting that brand new car is not worth it remember depreciation right but if you get a used vehicle can you get extended warranty on it you know because it is a used vehicle believe it or not when i purchased my vehicle they told me hey as long as the vehicle still got the same shape same um model and shape as it had within the last three years you almost get the same benefits as if they're new that's a gem <laughs> um 
So the next thing I want to tell you guys about is understanding the purchase versus lease, okay? Uh, with a purchase vehicle, you can get a long-term uh, loan amount for that. So, you know, like your five-year, six-year, seven-year loan. But with a lease, you usually want to do about a three to four. Now, with the purchase vehicle, I'm going to just be frank with you. You almost can get everything a lease vehicle have, like your maintenance, the bells and whistles to go along with it. The only difference is with a purchase vehicle, purchase vehicle, you get to spread that payment out for those five, six, seven years. With a lease vehicle, it's almost a payment within that three to four years. Now, with the lease vehicle, you have the part of you can't drive so many miles. You also have to keep a certain type of insurance on it. And um, you automatically want to have PIP on the car. With a purchase vehicle, you have that choice. Okay, I don't want to pay for maintenance now. I'll pay when I bring it in for service. Or, you know, uh, when you purchase a vehicle, you have the right to sell that vehicle when you want to. It just depends. With a lease vehicle, once your lease, is, your lease agreement is up, you now have the... Um, the right to go ahead and turn a vehicle back in and get a new vehicle. So, I mean, for me, a lease vehicle makes more sense for my lifestyle for the simple fact I know I like to change cars. And if I don't like the vehicle, I'm done with the vehicle. I did the purchase thing, paid off three cars already. That was cool, but it's not for me. When the tire stuff started going out, I had to pay extra. The maintenance started kicking my butt. You know, it was just too much. So I said, you know what? From now on, I'm going to lease me a vehicle. That way, anything happened, I take it to the dealership, get me a loaner and then you know that it is what it is i pay for convenience that's why i have a lease vehicle it's not for everybody so make the choice of your own all right so the next part i want to talk about is now when you finally found the car what do you want to do you want to find the car at three locations either uh, two that's actually close to you and maybe one that's out of state um why do you want to do that because again you compare and contrasting you researching to see what is the bag's value for you you want to next decide how do you plan on funding, getting funding for this loan. Do you want to do in-house financing or do you want to actually go through a banking institution uh, to get the best uh, funding? Now, I will tell you guys for the uh, for the Mercedes that I actually have, um, I do have it uh, in-house financing. But trick of the trade, what ended up happening was I went through Navy Federal to get my loan at first. Well, when I went through Navy Federal, they basically told me, okay, we'll lease you for, we'll give you the full amount for the vehicle. Uh, it will be, uh, I had a 2.9% APR. So really and truly, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, yes, 2.9, I'm winning. The dealership would never give me anything like this. Uh, well, when I found the vehicle, I knew the purchase price I wanted. So when I told Navy Federal and they gave me that, uh, that APR, I went back and I went to the, the in-house financing. So they was like, well, you know, we can't give you anything less than a 5%. You know, um, your credit score has to be this, that, and the third. Well, because I had my own financing, I wasn't going to be no fool and tell them yet until I know what was my option with them. Pars right here, y'all. Message. Make sure you have opportunities for options so when options come, you have opportunities. 
So with this, I knew for a fact that I already had the vehicle. I already had the money and everything for the vehicle. I didn't even need in-house uh, financing, but I had the option for the opportunity to try to see if I can negotiate my own. If you want to learn how to do that, make sure you stay tuned to Just Ask Andy <laughs> to get those full details. I am doing a webinar on how to walk into the dealership, get what you want at the price you want with no money down. But anywho, so the uh, finance manager was like, yeah, we can't give you anything uh, lower than a 5% unless you do in-house financing. And I'm like, well, no, you know, I already did my own research. I already have someone that's going to give me a 2.9%. And he was like, wait, what? Now, granted, I look young and, you know, you know how people look at young people like they can get the most out of them. So he was like, well, I, uh, you got to at least put uh, $500 down for the vehicle. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> so uh finally he he came he said okay let me take your application let us actually run your credit hello <laughs> and when they ran my credit i kid y'all not they came out of the doors like miss tebow miss tebow i'm oh now miss tebow now i'm not just a little young girl over here that's claiming she got a 2.9 percent that's claiming that she wants this luxury vehicle and Maybe she's about something now. I got water, y'all. I got a free umbrella, keychain, everything. Because they was like, we want to make sure you're taken good care of. Um, If you give us a moment, we're talking to the back office to see if we can get you a better uh interest rate. So, you know me, I'm, well, you know... um. Yeah, I don't I don't know. If you guys can't beat this, then yeah, no, I'm not I'm not gonna do it through you guys. Y'all, they came back. Okay, so um we will finance you at 0.9%. So where's the paper so I can go ahead and sign it, y'all? I signed that paper so quick. <laughs> but that actually helped when it came down to funding. Uh the next thing was my like I said, my interest rate was a 0.9%. But remember, I did my own research. I knew what I wanted. I came through the door pointing out what I wanted. So they couldn't, you know, try to tell me, oh, okay, it costs this, it costs that. No, I already know how much it costs. I already know what type of financing I'm doing. I already know what interest rate I wanted. So I had an advantage on them, but they didn't know because I was quiet. I understood that I had opportunities for options. So when my option came, I had opportunities, okay? Now, here's some of the questions that you probably want to ask. You want to ask them how long and what type of coverage can I get for a warranty? Um, listen, this is very negotiable <laughs> when it comes down to your warranty. Don't let the car salesman, finance manager, and anybody else tell you, oh, this is the only warranty we have. Trust and believe it's not, okay? So, but make sure you ask those questions. And when you ask questions, be quiet. Listen, is it what you want or do you want more to go along with it? Okay, when you got good credit, I'm going to tell you, they will negotiate with you to get that vehicle out of their doors. But if you're working with a 600 below, they like, look, we're not going to give you the bells and whistles and you might default on the loan. So this is another reason why it's good to get your credit up. Um, the next part is understand your maintenance package. Um, a car dealership. Uh, is what they are they are a car dealer right so you need to make sure when it comes down to your maintenance package that you have all your services included include your wheel and tires and please get windshield protection 
I, that was the biggest mistake that I ever did in my Mercedes. Literally, not even two weeks later, a freaking rock hit my windshield. Now, it is small. You can barely notice it. But I refuse to get the windshield protection, y'all. And if you have a foreign car, if you look to the right-hand side of your car at the bottom or the left-hand side at the bottom on the windshield, they make their windshield so dedicated to their cars. So you can't just go replace the windshields and be like, oh, okay, they're not going to notice. All foreign car companies notice, okay? <laughs> the next thing you want to uh, ask is the additional fees that they will not tell you until you get in front of the finance manager. And those additional fees usually is your registration or tax or sale tax fees, okay? Um, here's another gym. If you have a down payment, you walk in there as if you don't have the down payment, but take that down payment if you don't have to put it down and put it on your additional fees. Go ahead. You do not want to pay for registration and tax fees for the, over the next five, six, seven years. Like, come on, guys. Who? That's just like paying a 30-year mortgage and keep paying fees for 30 years. Why? So be smart about it again. Ask the question like, okay, how much is the registration and sales uh, tax in your state, okay? Because it's different in different states. Ask for it and then go ahead and put it put it down on the back end and it could lower your, um, lower your car payment. Okay, guys, so that's all I have for you guys far as the to know what you need to know what you need to search for when you find a car and what questions to ask now i want to talk about key things that you need to keep in mind don't forget number one you have to add insurance to the vehicle that you're getting ready to do to get so if you found a vehicle you want they have a vin number on it take that vin number and call your insurance and ask them how much your insurance payment will be listen people forget about that and then when the insurance company tell them an outrageous number i promise you you want to drive the car back and give them back the keys <laughs> but do your research before and you probably won't have this problem the second thing i want uh, you guys to remember is Take that same VIN number, if it's not a brand new car, and put it in the blue book, uh, bluebook.com. Why do you want to do this? Because you want to know the value of the car. Don't overpay for a car that you don't have to. Lastly, I want you to pay attention to anyone that tell you you have to pay a certain type of down payment. You only have to pay a down payment for lower credit scores or if you want to pay down the loan a little, if you want to pay down the auto loan some so you can have a smaller uh, monthly payment. Last, last and not but least, make sure you have gap insurance. Make it work. If any time that you crash this vehicle um, and you have gap insurance within the uh Within a certain period of time, gap insurance will pay for the remaining balance on the vehicle. Okay, so it's very important that you get gap insurance on new use, whatever you call it. Make sure you get gap insurance because it can save you from having a bad credit score uh, because of a high limit loan that was not paid at the vehicle was actually totaled. 
Now, I hope this information was good for you. So when you get ready to go get your next auto loan, you are not just ready. You're already approved. What? AF. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and give you guys just the other piece of... um. Now that we finished with that part, I got to tell you guys the fun fact of the day. The fun fact of today is kids eat cold food more than we think. Like, what? Kids eat more cold food more than they eat more than they eat hot food. That's crazy, but if you really think about it, they do. Now, this is your next now, here's a new episode of Approved AF Podcast, and this is the session about who tried it. Well, today on Who Tried It, we are highlighting the U.S. News and World Reporters. Well, Trump basically said that we was in a natural, a natural disaster zone, whereas of March 13th, we basically are at COVID-19. With COVID-19, they rolled out stimulus checks. Guess what people did with stimulus checks? They went got new vehicles. Are you kidding me? So the U.S. News and World Reporters basically said, yes, this is a great idea. Take your stimulus check and go buy a new vehicle. Well, if you lose your job, your spouse lose their job, you're down to one income to no income, are you basically on unemployment? What do you really think going to happen with that vehicle? They tried it. <laughs> Within that report, they basically said if you have a 725 credit score, you can get an interest rate at 12%. Are you crazy? 12% with a 725 credit score? No, you can keep that vehicle. Another thing they basically said when it came down to car sales in April of 2020, basically it's up 45%. In May 2020, it's up 27%. What in the world? Guys, if you still have your stimulus check, use the stimulus check to either start a new business or improve your credit. Do something so once the pandemic is over, you are proud to say, I'm a new person living a new lifestyle, or you failed and now you can rebound after the pandemic. Buying a car right now may not be the right choice. Now, we have some Q&As that we received from Twitter that I would like to go ahead and answer. Question number one, do I need a co-signer with a credit score of a 645 credit score? No, you do not. The only reason why you want to get a co-signer with a 645 645 credit score is if you're basically wanting a lower interest rate or you're just trying to get financed by a certain bank so you can have a lower car car payment but no you do not need a co-signer at a 645 credit score now if this is a luxury vehicle that you're basically paying um about 50 to 60,000 and up, then yeah, you might want to co-sign it because you want to make sure you have the best interest rate possible. But no, you don't always need a co-signer when you have a 645 credit score. It just depends on the auto loan that you're trying to get approved for. The second Q&A that we have is, do I have to get a loan through a credit union or should I get in-house financing? 
Well, you heard my story. I tell you guys all the time, weigh your options. Have opportunities so you have options. So when the option comes, you have opportunities. Do your research. See which one fits you. Granted, when I went got my car, um, I was financed through my credit union for the full loan amount at a 2.9% um, interest rate. But the in-house financing wanted to beat that interest rate so bad that they gave me a 0.9. So I went with the in-house financing. Again, do your research. It depends on your credit score. It depends on the vehicle and how long you're going to finance that vehicle for. All right, so this is the end of another episode of Approve AF Podcast. Make sure you go back and listen to other episodes that have gems just like this on our podcast. If you have any questions, make sure you email us at approveaf at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Approved AF. Follow us on IG at Approved AF. Follow us on Facebook at Approved AF. Yes, as you can see, we are Approved AF, okay? (laughs) Until then, I'll catch you guys later. I am your host. Bye, guys. Just a reminder, thank you for listening to Approved AF Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. If you, by chance, have a Twitter account, make sure you follow us at Approved AF. On Thursdays, you could be featured on Who Tried It episodes if you hashtag Who Tried It with your explanation. Again, thanks for listening to Approved AF Podcast. Make sure you click the link under this segment so you can get the latest updates, challenges, and even events that we're hosting. Also, remember, we have options that equal opportunities. So when the opportunity comes, we have options. Stay up with AF.